You ready? I'm going to introduce you. This is Inside with Outsiders. I'm Jeremy Ascari, and today we have the mother and Melody Cole. That's how we want to be introduced. All right. Yeah, you can bleep that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bleeping? What kind of show is this? Uh, my mom watches. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Man. Mel, I got to say, I'm like, one, I'm honored to have you here. And I'm like super proud of everything you've done, especially because like we both come from like a nightlife background. Mm -hmm. And um, anyone who, who gets out of nightlife and also thrives and does amazing things, and I'm so proud to share your work. Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of you, man. I, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, Mel? I'm originally from Syracuse, New York. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, born and raised there, but now I live around here, around here, <laughs> New Jersey. Jersey City? Yeah, Jersey City, downtown Jersey City. I settled in. So yeah. Well, how'd, you, yeah. why'd you choose Jersey City? Huh, cheaper rent 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, from Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, coming from Brooklyn and uh, was looking for a place to stay that, uh, that I can afford, and I never heard of Jersey City ever in my life. Uh, driving down the West Side Highway, I always thought that, you know, that area was a part of New York. So <laughs> it's, it's like, what is that over there? Yeah. Oh, that's New Jersey. And then... Um, the untouchable Jersey, of course. Yeah. My yeah. cousin was like, yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah. So checked it out and uh, found a place for like $800 a month, downtown Jersey City, two bedroom. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is, this yeah. is it. Yeah. yeah. So How much is that spot probably now? Probably sold for millions. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have bought something back then, but yeah. I didn't have my chips right. Right, right. Yeah. All due time, right? Yeah. Um, what was it like growing up in Syracuse? Uh, well, I grew up in the south side of Syracuse. Uh, if you know Syracuse, it's the hood. It's where most of it's majority black folks, and it's also very, very, very low income area at one point in time it was uh, designated as one of the lowest uh, income neighborhoods in the whole United States so very poor lots of crime you know that whole kind of situation you know it was around me but my family we weren't super poor you know but we were you know not rich at all so I didn't have to do and then go through a lot of the things that some of my friends were going through, but I still went, you know, there was some shit. Um, so it wasn't always happy times, but it wasn't right. the worst right. at the same time. So it taught me a lot. It taught me how to survive. It taught me, you know, basically it got me, it prepared me for, you know, who I am today. And I know it's, it sounds kind of cliche for everybody, you know, to say, oh yeah, what I went through, but it's true, you know. The shit that I went through back in the day, you know, like, things that I, I can't even fathom my son going through, like having a gun pointed in your face, mm. you know, for someone thinking that you're someone else. You really? know, I got a guy killed over mistaken identity, you know, back in the day. Yeah. And, um, you know, those things shake up your life. And, you know, just to f switch gears, like I just talked about my son, I hope that uh, my son doesn't have to go through any of those things. That's why I work so hard. And Yeah. Know. What's your son's name? August. August. Augie, August Stone Cole. That's, that's yes. a great name. Um, you're a super creative dude, always really fashionable. I love your style. I feel like my like, camo pants, yellow <laughs> sneakers, and whatever. Just in I need a hoodie, man. I got you. Thank you. Got you. Um, um, were you always kind of, I mean, you've always been a creative, obviously, but mm. what were you like growing up? Were you also fashion forward, standing out from the rest of the, the kids? Mm, I wouldn't say I was fashion forward. Um, standing out, yes, but it was always a fear of being different from where I'm from. You know, it's like you had to fit in instead of fitting out. You didn't want to get made fun of, whatever. Not that I had a fear of that, but I saw what happened right. to yeah, the kids yes. that <laughs> stood out. You know, so it was yeah. just like, eh, it just never really crossed my mind. Um, or, you know, even really having different types of friends into, into uh, like, when, where I was supposed to be in the 11th grade. Um, I met these two guys, uh, Justin and JC Cameron. I believe that's their last name. And they're two mixed kids, white and black. 
And they weren't really on the creative side of things, but they were more on just like culturally different. So it showed me that, you know, being different was okay. Right. And this is like my first experience of really hanging out with white people yeah. because of really? them. Yeah. Like they were watching Friends. And <laughs> I was like, you guys aren't gonna watch Martin? I'm sorry they put you through that. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, we go to a party and it's like, wait, everyone's just standing around drinking cans of beer. There's no dancing. Really? I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> this is interesting, but you know, it's like the kind of things you have to go through, you know, to to get to somewhere else. So, you know, with that being said, that showed me that, like, okay, it's okay to dress different, to be right. different, to even, you know, have a different style. Yeah, that's fine. I think there's a lot of similarities in every community with that, like having to fit in and not stand out too much. Right. I remember when I was in high school, it was like Tommy Hilfiger polo, and that was acceptable. But like mm -hmm. once you wanted to get a little more creative, we'll throw on the wide flare Jinko jeans. It looked at you a little funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And I remember I had a certain pair of jeans that I wouldn't necessarily wear in Jersey, but if I'm not in Manhattan, I'd throw those on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, was, that was what I would do. Yeah, um, you get away with it in the city. Exactly. Plus, no one knows you, so there's a sense of, like, uh, you know, no judgment because right. no one knows you. Um, when, did you when did you know you wanted to be a photographer? Like, is this also when you're back in Syracuse? And when did you leave Syracuse? Um, I left Syracuse in 1996. Um, for college, and basically I went to school and never came back. Um, Where'd you go to school? Never went back. Huh? Where'd you go to school? I went to three different colleges. Um, high Me school, too. I'm a high school <laughs> dropout, I have my GED, so I went to a community college called uh, Mohawk Valley Community College in upstate New York, about 30 miles um, south, uh, no, east, I guess, yeah, east of uh, Syracuse in Utica. Mm -hmm. Went there for a year and a half. Didn't, uh, did great at first, but then I started messing up. So I transferred to Morrisville, uh, which is about 40 minutes away from there. And that's where I blossomed and it was like, oh, okay. Like, I really love this college thing. Mm -hmm. um, got my associates. And then I went, uh, transferred to Stony Brook because my goal was to be in New York. Right. And I wanted to be as close as possible. And s ever since I met people at Mohawk Valley Community College, a lot of people from New York, so I was coming down. I even stayed a summer in the Bronx, um, you know. So it was like, and if I didn't go to uh, the city to to stay for the summer, I stayed at school, you okay. know. So I never it's like I can't go home because I'm either gonna die, I'm gonna go to jail, mm. something bad is gonna happen. I need to stay away. So uh, Stony Brook, and like I said, the goal was to get as close as possible to New York, but little did I know, Stony Brook was two hours away yeah. from New York. <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> Back in the day, and uh, taking a train, and you know, it was two hours on the train. But yeah, that's uh, so. Uh, what did you study there? Uh, at Stony Brook, I ended up studying cinema and cultural studies, and I have a minor in African American history. Okay. Uh, so to answer your question about uh, photography, that didn't happen until uh, 2001, two with a disposable camera at a concert. One of my favorite rappers, Common. Uh, going just to Who is it? Common. Common, Common Sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just going to document just, it, it wasn't even like, I never even used the word document. I was like, I'm going to take photos. This is my favorite artist. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just want the memories, just like I would do at my family reunion or, you know, the barbecue right. or whatever. And um, that's what I did. Took the photos, uh, got them developed at uh, Rite Aid mm -hmm. or whatever, and put them in a shoebox. And then it wasn't maybe like a couple of months later, I'm reading Complex, I'm looking at Rolling Stone. Then the light bulb went off, bing, it's like this light up here. And I said, oh, I think my photos are just as good as these photos. With and a disposable camera. With a disposable yeah. camera, yes. So, so it's like I, those photos inspired me, Common inspired me, and I was just like, I needed to inspire myself to make the push to, yeah. to go for it. So what was your next step from there? Uh, buy a digital camera. Okay. Because I didn't have the patience for film. For film. Yeah. I took a film class in um, college, and I was like, no, this isn't for me. Like, I, my brain just doesn't work like this. So I had to, uh, I got a digital camera that at the time was decent, um, it was four megapixels, 
if you can fathom that. <laughs> I don't know, iPhones a lot more than that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. way, way more. Um, so I got it was Fuji. I forget Fun something, but um, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't I wasn't popping. Right. Yeah. Right. I was on. I was I was out the door with it. And um, yeah, that was that was it. That was the camera. Okay. So you got into what I don't remember exactly when I met you because we crossed paths a million times in mm-hmm. nightlife. I do remember a trip we took to Vegas with Will Eddins. Uh, for wow. I actually was just in Vegas. I hung out with him and talked about that trip. But uh, for Magic or something like that. Okay. Um, but you went. How did you get from this aspiring photographer mm-hmm. to being like the go-to party and hip-hop photographer? Uh, just being resilient. You know, being creative in the way that I approach things, never taking no for an answer, but also um, standing my ground, you know, mm-hmm. not letting someone dictate my career. I, no. I wanted to dictate my own shit. But was there like a, a spe- specific event or something that you saw mm-hmm. was like a launch pad for your career? No. Really? I just, I, it was right time, right, right decade right year you know there wasn't at the time you know there's only a few guys you know there's only a few people in the world that were prominent uh you know concert photographers in my generation Mm -hmm. and in and also in nightlife there are only a few guys and um i just said that i'm gonna be that guy for what i'm doing in my world in my scene in, in, in hip hop, I'm gonna be one of those guys. So I just, I don't know, I just went for it. I was just, Wait, yeah. when, you, when you decided you wanted to be a photographer, how soon was it until you started making money full time from it? Or did you have a side job? Uh, I had a day job mo- uh, for, I would say a lot of years too. But what was, it, what was your day Pharmaceutical job? Pharmaceutical company. Really, what'd you do? Uh, data entry. Okay. Wearing freaking khakis and right. polo shirt. <laughs> Hated Nolte it. Cole wearing khakis? Yeah. yeah. By the way, I want to compliment you on your, on your pants today. You got the denim tears, but I got Tremaine Emery. Yes. Shout yeah. out to Tremaine. Tremaine's the man. Um, oh. Yeah. I was wearing the khakis and the shirt, and I hated it. I did it for five years until I thought that I was um, the man. I thought that I was... Too big for this job that was paying me $42,000 a year. Right. You know, and um, that I got from a temp agency right. that turned into a full time employment that was paying my bills and, you yeah. know, everything was on time. You know, being paid, I was living by myself. Life was, you know, right. pretty good. Yeah. I, was, you know, didn't have to worry about making money from photography because I had this paycheck coming in and I quit. And um, it was the best, worst decision of my life because basically it humbled me. Mm-hmm. You know, because prior to that, you know, I would go in the city, get off the train. Sometimes I'll be recognized five, six times while walking to the event, then get to the yeah. event or whatever and just walk in. Like, you know, it's a lot, long yeah. ass line, you know. I'm like, yeah, I'm the man. It's a false sense of success, though. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't translate over to dollars. Yeah. It's like know? having a bunch of followers on Instagram now exactly. and you're not making any money. Or even it, being like, a club promoter yeah. and, and everyone knowing you because you throw parties. But what do right. you really, what do you really, really, really offer, though? Right. You know? Ex- exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It was the day job was. Oh yeah, what I was saying is that uh, quitting taught me a lot. It taught me that you know this hundred dollars that I'm about to make from Roxy working her event, <laughs> or you know the money uh, that I thought that I could get from Coltrane right. from doing some brand stuff. Is it going to be consistent? Yeah. You know, it's not going to be every, all the day. It's not going to equate to $40,000, which was like, I didn't even think about it, but that would be the minimum amount that I needed to make, yeah. you know, to be like, okay. You know, I didn't realize that the downs were going to be w- much more than the ups at that time. And what year was this? Mm, this was, uh, let's see, two, three, four, uh, like 2000 and six or so okay um so i think i think uh right before we connected we reconnected to like the karma loop uh office i think okay but uh because i remember we had talks about 
nightlife money and mm -hmm. consistency and getting paid, like doing a job and getting paid. Right. That wasn't always the case. No. Yeah. Like I remember, yeah, getting paid, getting hired by, uh, by a venue and having to go to the venue to pick up the money. And then sometimes the money isn't there. You got to yeah. wait. I'm like, I don't, I don't got time for this. So, yeah. Like the way my brain worked, I needed to figure out like, I want to be bigger than the damn club. <laughs> so <laughs> like, how did you connect? How did you connect with? First off, I love your your banter with with Questlove. That's my. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I just I'll just be there for for the comments, <laughs> right? How did you connect with that? Was that one of the stepping stones that got you more consistent work? Um, how did you guys like become um, friends and enemies at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, like I said, being consistent. Um, never taking no for an answer, mm -hmm. just going to the show, showing up. Um, and what I noticed, you know, also adding in being aware, there was, I would go to a few shows and I would never see the same photographer there mm -hmm. working with them. They never had a, a personal or, a, you know, a band photographer. So I just, I'm that guy. I'm not going to tell you I'm that guy, but right. I know I'm that guy, but you're going to tell me that I'm that guy. Right. And that's what happened. Like once you call me the the eleventh root, uh, you know, yeah, member, yeah. you you know, all this stuff, then I know, like, oh, I don't, it, it's unsaid, right. you know, that I'm that guy for you guys. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then it said, like, yeah, those are my guys, you right. know, like any show I know, I'm getting into, I know I'm photographing. So it was just like being consistent. Yeah. And and also the key is just putting out amazing work of them where they're they're like expecting mm -hmm. you to come and they they want you to come because you're giving you know these amazing photos and, mm -hmm. and putting uh, putting them out there to the world for, to see. There's also something to say about your personality, right? Mm -hmm. they, they're not going to work with somebody who they don't enjoy yeah. their company and so on. So trust, you, yeah, trust. You've worked with like you said, you mentioned Roxy, you mentioned Questlove, mm -hmm. uh, I mentioned Questlove for you. Uh, a lot of people who recognize you're you're you're, you're cool and mm -hmm. the easiest way to put it is like you're cool you're not gonna be uh that photographer who's there just to get clout but no. you're actually doing work with with their best interest in mind yes the clout comes from your work yeah you know and then everything else is gonna fall in line um, yeah. that's how i've always looked at it it was when i first started you know when i looked in complex magazine it was two photos. Like, yeah, I want to take these photos, but also I want to be in the back of the party section, and I want people to take photos of me. Right. And you know, goal yeah. goal accomplished, but yeah. still, <laughs> you know, pushing on and pushing on. Yeah. I always look at it like the glass is not always full. It's right. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, that's true. I mean, let's actually go to let's go to twenty twenty. Mm. Uh, I. I Obviously, that was a huge change in your life and all of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, with the pandemic and then the 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 whole push for the BLM movement, uh, mm -hmm. the I don't even know I don't I don't know what word to use to describe because I wouldn't call them riots or whatever because I think it was just people taking initiative and standing their ground, like you said, you stood your ground for work and then like now making a, making their voices heard for something they really felt was needed right. to be said. And mm -hmm. um, man, well, that changed your life and changed a lot of people's lives, but yes. uh, you wanna speak on that? Sure, I mean, like you said, it changed my life. Um, was at a point in time where for me personally, before the pandemic happened where I was trying to figure out what is my next direction? Like, what do I do? Have I done all that I can do in this music industry stuff? Um, I'm getting kind of bored with photographing the same musicians. I'm not interested in searching out these new musicians. I don't want to be at Webster Hall waiting for whatever new buzzing artist to come on at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. You know? I'm too old for it, and I'm just not interested in, in the new music like that. Not you weren't fulfilled by it anymore. No. So it's like, what, you know what I'm saying? What else is there? I need right. a project. I need something. You need something you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. So I told myself, you know, long ago that if something, uh, I, it wasn't long ago. I guess when the Baltimore uh, protests were happening, and I said to myself, if anything like that ever is to happen, 
that I'm going to dedicate myself and my craft to it. And um, that's what I did. You know, pandemic happens. There's nothing to shoot, you know. And um, luckily for me, I've already established that, you know, I'm comfortable with shooting um, street stuff. I'm comfortable with shooting you know, all these different types of photographer, photography within the genre of photography. So it wasn't like a hard transition to go out in the streets and start capturing these protests. One of the things that stand out to me as far as the style of photography are the different things you shot. You shot parties, you shot concerts, mm-hmm. but you had, a, you had a series of shots that were about homeless people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you decide to do that? And what did you do beyond shootings? I know you weren't just shooting their, their photo. Uh, uh, you did more than that. Well, shoot. <clears throat> that all comes from coming coming back from the clubs late, you know, um, taking a train back home and seeing uh, what I saw. And at first it started just documenting, not talking to people. Then that started uh, getting old to me. You know, it's like I need to start telling the stories. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also... Like, I, you know, I don't want to just take, I need to give. And the way that I can give is, you know, trying to amplify homelessness, you right. know, in a, in a, in a different uh, reasons why people are homeless. There's a gazillion ways and people, you know, we have, they have the stigma, or, you know, whatever that is, they're crazy, they're this, it's mental, you know, but sometimes it's just a dude that got kicked out of his house and he's having you know, domestic problems at home and you don't have any place to go. Mm-hmm. So he sleeps outside the church with his suit on. I have a picture of a guy like this and, you know, he's going to work the next morning. He just don't have money. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the project is, is called uh, Homeless World and uh, it's an off and on again project. Um, just like, you know, a lot of artists, you know, we pick up and go, but it's never ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. Yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, um, it's also, you know, about giving back too, which is super important. So, as as I evolve as a man and as a human being, you know, there's times you go out and you just bring stuff. You know, yeah. To, I mean, it seems like every one of your projects has some sort of social awareness aspect mm-hmm. to it. Even you're a big football fan, and football, yeah. I mean, not just American football, but soccer fan. Soccer, yes. And you did this amazing thing called, you're currently doing it, Charcoal Pitch. Yeah, Charcoal Pitch and, FC. And I want to tell, talk about what you feature there and how you, because there's a huge differentiator with what you ca- capture for yeah. audience. So Charcoal Pitch FC is the first and only black-owned soccer-specific photo agency dedicated to telling black and multicultural stories within the soccer space uh, worldwide. Um, it started from my love of playing FIFA, uh, P- um, PlayStation, mm-hmm. and um, that evolved into saying, huh, another light bulb goes off. Why not turn this passion, you know, of playing soccer on PlayStation into, you know, something tangible and actually um, uh, doing something that not only is... Uh, socially conscious you know it, it helps the world and it's specifically the united states in trying to grow the sport of soccer here you have this pay to play system which sucks and a lot of people of color don't get the opportunity to experience a soccer because they don't see it as a way of uh to get out of wherever situation they're in so right. you get a lot of guys in my opinion that see a way out by playing uh, NFL, NBA, yeah, because that's what's next to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's the cool sport, right? And I always said that if we in America, you know, specifically on our, our national team, if we had a, a person with half the talent of, let's say, LeBron James playing yeah. soccer, yeah, it, you know, things might be different for us. I mean, that goes along. That goes along with anything. Anything yeah. like. If we had somebody showing some of the ropes as far as uh, the medical industry or right. finance or anything, because there's a lot of people who, who, who can't won't reach their potential because they never find what they can be the best at. And was that Jay Z right. said? Everyone has the potential to be great, no matter what it is. Yeah. Find what it is. Find what it is. Yeah, I think 
I mean, we have some amazing athletes. Look, look at look at the NBA. Look at people like Westbrook and, and right. form, formerly D Rose before the injury. Just this athleticism it, it translates into any sport. Any sport. Any yeah. sport. But yeah. but my also I also like to think that um, look at the people that don't even make it professionally in these mm-hmm. sports. Those are the people that if you because because you you've only tried right yeah that sport you might have the athleticism for another one but you don't have the skill but set you for have, yeah right, man, it's you know, because of, or whatever. you've never been placed in a position where you had the opportunity yeah. so part of what I'm trying to do um, is to make uh, you know make the sport look cool mm-hmm. by providing a platform um, to give like like fans which are super important I did this this uh, work with Chelsea out in London where I told uh, the story of five black super supporters of the club here in, in New York uh, from all the five boroughs. I am um, going to potentially release another form of these videos called The Bridge. Pretty soon we're wrapping up production on that. Um, I've done starting mini documentary with Roma. I've worked with the Premier League telling black stories. Yeah. So these are the type of things that I'm getting after and also uh, doubling and dabbling in some grassroots things. Like I've worked with a small club up in Harlem called FC Harlem. I've, I've passed by them riding my bike okay. uh, on the west side of yeah. the park. Yeah. Yeah. They're affiliated with Chelsea as well. Um, and they're very, you know, trying to just be a club that gives black kids and you know black kids mm-hmm. boys and girls opportunities to play the sport yeah and i think a lot of it has to do i mean with most things in life with financial backing right because right. all these these big clubs you're talking about have stuff for developed kids from the time they're really small until they're older not all yeah. of see i'm sure you know if they had that budget and that whole infrastructure they could pump out some great athletes right yeah but, yeah you could yeah. and then you know, you don't have to dream about, you know, meeting Messi. You can actually play. You can yeah. play with him. And it's like me. What I find fascinating, I was, this just came to my, my brain. It's like I was playing with Messi, you know, on FIFA, I guess, uh, you know, how long has it been? Ten years maybe? Yeah. Nine, ten years ago, you know. And I, I met Messi and photographed him yeah. in November of last year. Yeah. It's just like anything is possible. I it's agree. crazy. I, I don't have... Uh, actually, I got a little couple comparisons to that. <laughs> I was a huge Tribe Called Quest fan, uh-huh. monstrous when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14. Right. And then uh, I got on a call with uh, Tip like years later when I was throwing a party to get him to, to book a party. I was going through his assistant, who was a friend of mine, and mm-hmm. finally he's like, Let me get the phone. I'm on the phone with Tip. And I'm like, Oh man, this, this voice is what I remember hearing when I was like 13 years yeah. old, 14. It's amazing. It's but, fucking crazy. Right? Uh, it's great to see, like, you know, to that feeling of being able to have a vision and a passion and turn that into your life's work yes. is, is beautiful. I think that's the beauty of being a creative and an entrepreneur. Um, but you have the honor of doing not only just that, but then bringing so much, um, so much more to everybody who follows you on social. And, mm-hmm. reason, and I'm speaking specifically of since 2020, mm-hmm. anything that's uh, politically charged or uh, affecting the planet uh, on many different levels, whether it be racism, sexism, and so on, you've covered. But what the beauty yeah. is is that you're cap- capturing it from your lens, kind of like why I liked Vice News initially when I first watched it, before mm-hmm. it became only about weed, right? Mm. <laughs> Vice would go to these different war-torn places, and you would see from the perspective of somebody like us, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like a lot of people will see the news these days and feel like they're not, they're not getting shown what's real because it's like all mm-hmm. smoke and mirrors with... Major news outlets, mm-hmm. but you're giving us like real perspective, like the White House situation. Mm. It's January sixth. January sixth, yeah. Yeah, like you were there, like all these yeah. different places. What What was the first thing that you captured that was like, all right, I'm I'm doing what I want to do, and I'm I'm taking this and going with it. Well, I would say it was uh, the first day of the George Floyd protests. Um, I didn't necessarily think that. I was going to turn into, you know, add journalists to my repertoire. I didn't, or my resume. I didn't think that. I thought maybe there would be, you know, one or two days. Because I didn't know how to be a journalist when I first started. And, um, you know, I was out, you know, thinking that, okay, like, I'm like, 
three-fourths photographer today and I'm like one-fourth protesting, right. you know, but can't be that way. You, you have to be either or, in my opinion, um, to get the job done, to do the job that I wanted, it, the way that I wanted it mm -hmm. to be done. Um, couldn't have, you know, I couldn't let my opinions, you know, uh, sway me when I'm out trying to cover what's happening. And I love that because news outlets are so polarized. You're getting yeah. CNN, which is super liberal, or Fox. Where's the middle ground? Where do you see yeah. someone who's going yeah. out and show you both sides? And, and I was actually surprised when you started like interviewing certain maybe Trump supporters or yeah. anti-BLM movement people. I'm like, wow, this is I'm not surprised in a negative way. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, thank you for saying that. It, it, um, it's educational, yeah. you know, for me. And uh, it seems like for a lot of people that are paying attention to, to what I've been documenting over the years, um, you know, my Instagram has been a, a, a place for, you know, um, a conversation, sometimes arguments, you know, uh, but a conversations where it's like yeah. people, you know, debate, talk, whatever, about these sets of images that I have published into the world which is astonishing to me and I love it. And I just stay out the way and just let, you know, people talk and let them do their things unless it becomes nasty. Yeah, when do you decide to interject? I never comment, to be honest. Really? Never, not in, the, not in that stuff, never. Yeah, just, because yeah. I, it's a part of the process mm -hmm. of staying out of the way, you yeah. know, like, and I think that's key because I don't want, I don't want, you know, my opinions to, to affect you know, I, I guess the work, like I, my, my opinion's already there. Yeah. I've already picked the photos. Right. I've already, I'm editing, you know, I've already, I'm out taking the photos. I've, I've seen all this stuff. So me sitting, I've wrote the caption. It's all me. Right. So I'm not necessarily trying to have, you know, conversations about interjecting with every you know everything if someone asks a question i know that someone else is going to answer it. right and the, and the best thing that i could do if i find like there's a comment that sticks out like recent uh the other day um you know uh was a raid uh wade versus Rose. Rose versus wade, wade, yeah. yeah so you know there were a lot of the protests and rallies so i went out to one at um foley square took a bunch of photos i put them up and uh, you know the comments start going, and most of them I know my lot of uh, my followers are very liberal, but there's also gonna be the opposite side. They're coming, they follow me as well. Right. Yeah. So what I do sometimes is I'll just tag a comment, but from both perspectives that I think is a good one for a conversation. You know, and and that's the most I can do. I mean, you tag it. I uh, pin it. Oh, pin it. Gotcha. Yeah. Not you can pin multiple po uh, comments? I think there's three right now. Okay. Yeah, three of them. And I know people are, because sometimes, honestly, it's like, you go and I'm like, I'll go, why did you say that? Right. But instead of me answering that or replying, I'll just pin it. Right. And let everybody else talk to them. Now, what would there ever be a time, would you see yourself actually interjecting or maybe creating another platform where you have your opinion? No. 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 My opinion is my photos. Right. That's my opinion. Because, you know, yeah, that's the most I can do. I have no interest in that. Yeah, it's just my photos, that's, that's my, it's my thoughts on the world. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, you have, you have interviewed people on your stories. Yeah. And, I mean, it's hard to be completely unbiased, right? Oh, of course. Um, and you actually you've been you've been assaulted by people with opposing views yes. without without you being aggressive towards them. Yes. Uh, I remember one specific guy in Philly. Yeah, I was punched in the face. Yeah, what happened with that? Uh, he's telling me to go home, to go starve, and all you know, yeah. racist stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm just standing there and. I think I had on a, I'm pretty sure I had on a mask during that, during those times. And um, camera in one hand, you know, iPhone in another, and he, he just decked me in the jaw. Um, yeah, totally unnecessary. Yeah. Not cool at yeah. all. Um, didn't deter me from staying and, and completing the task and the goal. And it didn't stop me from, 
um, talking to people yeah. after that as well. Um, because just because, you know, there's that one bad apple and there might be a bunch of bad apples right. on that side that they were counter protesting. But you know what? I'm not going to be afraid because I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk to me, a black man, and specifically talking to white people that they were uh, mm. protecting, protecting a Christopher Columbus statue down in Marconi yeah. Plaza in South Philly. Yeah. Um, You're also giving them an opportunity to expose themselves. Yeah, that too, but expose, I necessarily don't like to use that word when I'm doing my work because I'm not, I'm not trying to do gotcha But But also, kind of shit. it's also impl implying that you, you're, it's also giving your opinion, right? Yeah, it's more. I'm saying from my perspective, yeah, yeah. when I see a dude they, hit my friend, yeah. you're exposing yourself as an asshole. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. There are people that expose themselves as assholes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm more like um, when I'm talking to these people, like I'm legit interested. Yeah. You know, like, I want to know why, why do you think the way that you're thinking? Because I'm actually learning from yeah. this. And I know that the thousands of people that follow me, they're going to be interested in it as well. You might not agree with it, mm -hmm. but you got to, you know. I mean, some of the most interesting look, ones, and I can see your curiosity. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's clear as day because we all, like, like the uh, the black Trump supporters or, or mm -hmm. like, you mm -hmm. know, anyone who's a minority supporting yes. something that, that's, that's essentially doesn't say outright that they're against minorities, but they are. And the questions mm -hmm. you ask, I'm like, the responses is like mind blowing. But right. you're asking these questions that everybody wants to know why. <laughs> yes, why? And yeah. a lot of times I know that, you know, it's important because, you know, there'll be people that you would never talk to this person. You're like, oh, I'm not going to talk to them. Why would I ever talk to them? It's like, eh, well, why not? Go, go talk to that person. Right. And that's, that, that's me. I'm going to go talk right. to them. You know, no fair. I'm not coming in with any judgment. You know, that's probably a lie. I am judging, but I'm not. But keeping your judgment to yourself. <laughs> I'm keeping it to myself. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm just letting them explain to me. You uh, know, every now and then I might hear something real crazy, and I might be like, oh, I don't think that's true, but it's the way that you word it yeah. to them, where they're not like, oh. exactly. Know? Like I've had a, a, where was I in Richmond, and a proud boy told me that he wasn't racist because he listens to hip hop. <laughs> and I told him, no, bro, that's, no, you don't get a pass. No, no, you, you don't, you know, it's okay. But no, don't say that. Actually, you took a photo of a pamphlet a proud boy gave you. And it, it was really interesting. Like it was a little postcard, oh, yeah, okay. promo card. Mm -hmm. And it said, everybody's welcome, all that. Mm -hmm. But it, it had messaging that made it sound uh, like they weren't yeah, racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it did have blatantly was, Sexist, yeah. Uh, the sexist, um, yeah, yeah, messaging, yeah. I wonder if I, I'm pretty sure I still have it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm gonna try if you, if you have it, if you mind sending it to me, I'd yeah. love to post it I to show to people. See, yeah, I have to find it somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I kept it because I thought it was important to, to have. Yeah, that was wild. Um, with all these, these changes and this, this new uh angle, uh, as far as. You know, I'm sure you've always had these views or this 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 urge to show both sides. Maybe you haven't, mm -hmm. but um, what stands out as far as you, what what events did you shoot that you feel have the most impact, or that you thought were were change change for you? Oh uh, well, the most impactful event that I've you know life event that I've ever photographed, I guess, since January 6th, being at the Capitol building, uh, my life had already changed, um, you know, from just doing the type of photography that I was already doing, nightlife, concerts, uh, street stuff, uh, brands, little fashion stuff, uh, travel. I was already doing all that stuff. It was already in a repertoire, but journalism, not really. Being a photojournalist, that wasn't it. So, but it was already there when that happened. And, um, you know, just having the the wherewithal the to go to DC that day. You know, a couple of photographer friends were telling me, "Oh, you should go, you should go," and I was like, eh, "I don't know." You know, the last two didn't seem eventful, and quite honestly, I'm just I'm overwhelmed. I'm done. I'm fed right. up. Like I've done Trump rallies. I've talked to many people. I was like, I just need a break. But something just told me, "Go." It's gonna be his last. Eyes, right. Big yeah. Speech, and that's the only 
think the only reason why I went, and little did I know that it was going to be one of the most uh, significant, you know, moments in, in American history that, you know, it's going to be around forever. Right. <laughs> and this will be studied in history books. And your your documentation is unique because you're in the mix. Like, you yeah. see traditional news is around the perimeter. Yeah, they weren't there. <laughs> traditional news cameras weren't there. Mm. Um there weren't any when I when I got there I was surprised but they didn't want them to be there they attacked you know the traditional news people CNN broke their cameras a lot of photographers got their cameras broken um, but what was you know the scary part is just being there you know as a black man surrounded by people that if I had to assume there would be a lot of people that you know probably wouldn't like me just because of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily, I didn't run into the, any of those people. You know, I saw Confederate flags waving. I saw, you know, you know the chants. Nothing that directly towards me, but you know, it was, it was scary. I mean, it, it almost seemed like some of them wanted to wanted to speak to you. Wanted. To oh yeah, they wanted to speak. Yeah. Because. I don't know if they thought that I was one of them, but, you know, I had on my hunting jacket, which I usually wore um, throughout the protests in general. Um, it's light, movable, and I didn't care yeah. about destroying yeah. it. Um, maybe that was it. And But they just, people, they were just comfortable with speaking with you. Like, no one yeah. wanted to say no to speaking. Like, everyone wanted to talk that day. And that day, like, it was crazy. I mean, being interviewing people as they came down from the stairs of bashing, you know, the Capitol Police upside the head, you know, I'm interviewing a guy as he's getting his eyes washed out because he's, he got pepper sprayed. A black man, black young man. I think about that and I'm just like, damn, like. That's crazy. I'm yeah. interviewing like, and they're trying to break it right yeah. there. And I look back at, it, I was like, I was there. That's my yeah. voice that I'm listening to. Yeah. And I asked him and said, "You about to go back up there?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm not done. I'm not done." I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "Whoa, you are insane." But then, the, you know, the the the, the documentarian in me, I'm like. Hell yeah, like mm -hmm. go for it because if you're not gonna, I'm here, we're doing this, so you might as well go, f you know, do it. You know, you know, a lot of photographers, you know, they don't want to admit this, but the camera loves drama, mm -hmm. you know, it loves the excitement, it loves, you know, the, the movement, the, the, the craziness. I mean, you're you know? talking about the camera, but that's obviously the, 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 the photographer, the cameraman, and I think everybody, yeah. look, listen, it's like watching a car wreck, right? Yes. You can't turn your eyes away. There's no. some sort of thrill, even if it's negative, and not because you want there to be a negativity. Right. You can't turn your head. I'm not creating it. Right. But I will document it. Yeah, and you're doing a great job documenting right. it, man. Thank you. I, I love seeing, like, again, I, I, I trust your camera. I know mm -hmm. you're not getting paid by by uh, someone to show a certain side. Mm -hmm. You know? No, no, no. But, but you are making, you are, you are getting paid by brands now. Yes. So is that your main, if you don't mind talking about it, is that your main uh, revenue source is uh, partnerships? Uh, no, it's, there's a balance, you know, mm. it's, it's, I mean, running, we're in two companies, Struggle Pitch FC and then photography side, so it's a balance of both. Um, you know, Charcoal Pitch FC is doing very well. Um, working with, you know, Chelsea is yeah. just a great client to have, even though they're, going through some ups and downs right now with uh, finding yeah. a new owner. Mm. Um, but they're great to have, you know, in, in the pocket. And it's yeah. going to be some very amazing things that come out of uh, my relationship with them. Um, but, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a balance of both. But, I mean, I've been, I would say, for a big part of my career, working with brands mm -hmm. um, on the photography side. But just now it's more like more close to being direct versus working with only like let's say like a with, te with team epiphany right exactly um, shout out to coltrane for the yes. support too because uh, he was a yeah. big advocate for you during ah, the, the pandemic my my career wouldn't a big advocate with the pandemic but my career wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for him way back when yeah because when i was just documenting shooting stuff you know um just because it's what I wanted to do because I was passionate. Uh, I would document his events 
and post them on my website, VillageSlum.com, back in the day. Uh, shout out to Village Slum. Yeah. And um, he found out who I was and called me in for a meeting. And I walk in, and it's him and Jared. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like kind of checking out the atmosphere. What the way they up to? Okay, I got an office in Midtown. Like, I mean, uh, what was it, downtown at the time? I'm like, okay, cool. They sat me down and I was like, yeah, this is what you should be doing, this and this. And I looked at them like they were crazy. I was like, wait, what? I could make this from that? And they yeah. were like, yeah. And he's like, y- you came in, you took better photos than the photographer we hired. We're definitely going to use you. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Then hit him up. And next thing I know, you know, I'm getting paid to shoot events right. for them. Yeah. And w- for more money than I thought. Right. You know, because I didn't know that. And, and, you're fortunate to have people like that that are yeah. like friends that are willing to tell you like okay that's they know your lo- your rate is probably lower yeah but they want to pay you for yeah, what you deserve because they, the standard they have the budget and they he taught me uh my worth how much i was worth my talent was worth at that point in time. And that's a blessing like because like not not having someone tell you your value in, yeah. in regards to business wise uh you can go years and you can never know right? if you don't have somebody that's helping like, you out. I knew photographers were making a lot of money then, but I didn't know, you know, an event photographer, you know, could make the kind of money that, you know, he was willing to pay me. And I didn't know that was a standard right. then. And that, you know, so shout out to Coltrane. Like I tell him all the time, like, he, yeah. you know, changed my life at that yeah. time, you know, because he provided, you know, from that day on so many opportunities for me when mm-hmm. I was, you know, when I, um, shit, there was, I told you about me quitting a job that was the best and worst. So yeah. I had to get another job after that. What'd you do then? Huh? What were uh, you doing? I was working at uh, Komodo. It's called SSL Certificates. Another thing, on, I was doing phone, but it, phone service. But it was easier for me because it's 12 to 8, didn't have a dress code, and I was able to go out after and sleep in, you know, yeah, going yeah. out in these streets. And, um... I wind up uh, after that job, Coltrane and Jared came through again because I wind up, it got to the point where I couldn't work a job anymore. The opportunities were coming in. People want me to travel, do this, do that. And it's just like, okay, I got to quit. So yeah. I wind up, I said, I made this plan for myself. I said, all right, cool. I'm going to get myself fired so I can get unemployment. How do you get yourself fired? Just didn't do enough work and <laughs> didn't stop. I didn't care in the first place, but I really stopped caring. So, but just enough, you know, where they couldn't debate with the, you know, giving me unemployment. So they gave it to me, but like within uh, like two months, I had to say, ah, I can't mess with unemployment because Coltrane had a big opportunity yeah. for me working, uh, doing this thing with Heineken where I was sponsored by them. It was like five of us, me, Vashti, and I forget the other people in the in the crew. And they thought that I was going to be the person not to do the greatest job because I was the lesser known out of these. I weren't even calling them influencers. Then, uh, yeah. right. So, but I smashed it. Yeah. And I said, all right, you know, here's this year opportunity. You know, I'm making good money and providing the service, getting beer to people, all this stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. And it's fun. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and so yeah, like having someone like Coltrane in your pocket in your corner is. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. valuable. And speaking of fun, I want to know a little bit about you personally. Mm. What do you do for fun when you're not working? Seems like you're working all the I time. I still now. play PlayStation, <laughs> FIFA, Call, Call of Duty, okay. <laughs> yep, and FIFA. Did I play last night? No, because I was tired. I worked all day. Shot this thing for Jeff Staple and Toomey. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, still play PlayStation. And Ride your it. bike? I haven't been riding my bike, actually. Yeah. Not nearly enough. Riding inside on the Peloton. Really? Yeah. You went from riding outside to a Peloton? I mean, I've been, when this got the Peloton, I do a lot, but I haven't rode my, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. I haven't rode you my gotta bike. You got to ride. But I think I'm going to ride my bike today, because I'm, I'm going to go get a haircut after this. Okay. <laughs> and, and you got, you got to come out to, uh, some more outsiders. So you, you. Believe it or not, you're definitely uh, you've been a supporter of outsiders yes. from from early on. Like you know, you came to a surf event, some yes. of the bike events. You did a hike, and um, 
And uh, yeah, you, you were actually asking me questions on the hike that mm -hmm. made me think about the direction of Outsiders and so on. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I remember asking you, I told you I love the name. That's a name, like you gotta have a great name in business. And for me, that was always the starting point mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, you have all these ideas, but if you don't have a good name, yeah. You just gonna you could do it. You're gonna change the name. Yeah. And it happens all the time in business, but you get that great name. You the name true. can market itself. It's true. Mm -hmm. um, what are your what are your goals personally and business wise? Like what and what um, what what, hmm. what were your goals and dreams prior to ever being a photographer when you were a kid? Um. All right. Let's see. Dreams before uh, when I was a kid to be just like Bruce Smith who's uh, a former football player uh, uh, for the Buffalo Bills. He also played for the Redskins, but we forget yeah. about that. <laughs> uh, he is my sporting hero. I wanted to be like him. I played football growing up. And um, also, I wanted to be just like my dad. My dad owned a record shop for a lot of years of my life, so I thought that that was going to be my career path. Right. Little did I know the malls were going to kill record shops and then MP3s and all this was going to kill the whole industry. Right. Um, so yeah, I didn't know what I was gonna do for a long time. That's why I ended up working, getting a temp job after right. college, and I was never even heard of a pharmaceuticals. I'm a data entry. I don't even know really computers like right. that. Yeah. So, but it worked out. Uh, what else? And goal, goals now, like goals now. Yeah. What's your dream or your goal right now? Um, to continue to uh, just kill it man continue to evolve and not be the same photographer that i am you know today to be better to be better you know every aspect of my life you know mm -hmm. and um, things that i think that i'm great at you know to be even greater um, i want to put out publish more books i have two uh, currently published, so I want to do more of that, and I uh, just want to travel more and see the yeah, world. Man, I forgot to check my Amazon because I ordered one of your books and it never came through. Oh, uh, what? Uh, but 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 I have to check because I think uh, I think something happened. Okay, I'll, I'll check. Well, out I better hurry up. They only have 14 yeah. copies left. Oof, yeah, it's okay. almost sold out. I'm gonna get that when we yeah. get, when we're done with the <laughs> interview. Um, oh, what is uh, what is your most embarrassing moment? Most embarrassing moment in life. Shoot. Mm. I was just listening to <laughs> some embarrassing moments on the radio. Uh, that might not be those might not be appropriate <laughs> for this show. <laughs> I gotta hear that offline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. My most embarrassing moment. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm. I know I have some, but that's a yeah. You put me on the spot on that one. I don't know. Right, we could pass on that question. Yeah. If you that's, want. Uh, yeah. And maybe. Um, it'll come to me. Is there anything I, I haven't asked you that you'd love to share? Anything about yourself? Um, anything about myself? Things that I like to say about myself, that I'm dedicated to being the most amazing dad of all time. Like, I want that crown. So all the great dads out there, y'all got, got a lot of competition. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing the crown. Um, I try to do my, you know, the greatest job possible, trying to raise an amazing son, trying to give him all the things that, you know, I didn't have and provide all these amazing opportunities. So everything that I do, all this photography stuff, all this influencer stuff, all this, everything, it's yeah. all about him, you know, like making sure that, you know, he's successful, like Montessori, how do you say it? Montessori school? Yeah. I've never heard of that growing up, but right. <laughs> my son is going to win. <laughs> nice. They say it's the way, okay. So yeah. This is what we're doing, you know? So for me, you know, that's that's super important. Yeah, I love seeing your uh, post interaction with your son. It, you, 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 you're getting that title uh, definitely in his eyes, for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so, uh, I, I kind of want to keep this under with this time constraint, so okay. we're cutting this a little bit what short. You, but I definitely, I definitely want to get you back here because um, I want to do a little episode, maybe not necessarily Inside with Outsiders, but about uh, how nightlife is and entertainment is an amazing school okay. to, to learn, uh, you know, how to become a hustler and, and do things differently. But mm -hmm. the last uh, series of questions is five rapid fire questions. Okay, you know how that works. You ready? Mm -hmm. All right. What's your favorite city other than New York City? London. 
Why London? I have a lot of friends there and soccer. Okay. You know, business as well, but it, it didn't start off as business right. going there. It started off as pleasure, you know, but now it's because uh, when I first went to London, I didn't even like soccer. Right. And so now I love it. And you know, just seeing that aspect of the culture there is yeah. just astonishing to me. I've got a confession. I travel a lot, you know that, and I'm in Paris three times a year visiting family. I've never been to London. I'm going. Wait, I'm going. I'm what? going in uh, June for the okay. first time. So I'm gonna need some tips, and uh, if you got any anything, I, anyone yeah. I should meet, connect. London is amazing. Paris is good <clears> too. It's two hours. Yeah, I know, and it's crazy. I've never. I've been to Paris over. I don't know how many times. Fifty times in my life. Thirty mm. times. Never been to London. Mm -hmm. um, if you could do any other profession, what would you do? I would be the president of the United States of America. That's what I would be. For real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? Would you consider a political path? No. Ever? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> Start high and work your yeah. way down. That's exactly. <laughs> Aim high. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. high. Um, what historical global event do you wish you could shoot any time any, anytime in history? Oh, wow. Anytime in history? Yeah. Um, can we go back to caveman fights? Yeah. You want to shoot <laughs> caveman fights? <laughs> caveman versus dinosaurs, which I, I, I that actually didn't happen. But yeah, if, uh, Sorry, what, what caveman you, versus a wolf. But it didn't happen. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by that? Uh, because cavemen and dinosaurs, from what I remember reading, they didn't live oh, at, at the same time. It's all it's fantasy. Gotcha. That hit, uh, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. From what I don't call me, but this is what I think I would. Yeah, because okay. like oh, the time sense. periods didn't match up. Right. Um, but uh, seriously, let's see a more uh, recent history event. Um, probably. I would I, I would have loved to photograph Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech in Washington, D.C. Um, when I was there, um, I guess it was anniversary of it uh, last year. Was that two years ago now? Um, I would I tried to emulate some of the photos uh, that I saw at the Lincoln Memorial there. Mm -hmm. um, that was really important to me to do. So okay. yeah, it would be that. Great answer. Um, goes to a similar question for the next one. If you could shoot anyone's portrait, who would it be? If I could shoot anyone's portrait, well, I would have already shot Martin Luther King. Um, three people I'm going to pick. Mm -hmm. I want to say I would pick Biggie. Okay. I would pick Tupac. And I would pick out of all people in the world. <sighs> Barack Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have Did you have an opportunity? No. To shoot? Never. Never. Yeah. Hopefully it'll happen one day. Let's talk to D. Nice. Yeah. He's got that plug. Right. He does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, text him right now. I'll Last time you. I texted him, I was talking about his sparkly suit. On the, <laughs> and I asked, I was like, damn, boy, you shining. <laughs> I, was, I was with uh, D-Nice once, uh, hanging out at a bar, and then like he's actually texting with Obama right there, and I'm like, that's awesome. Tell him I said hi. <laughs> this guy, D-Nice. Um, <laughs> he deserves a good dude. He does. Um, all right, the last question is, what's your favorite food? Your, I know time constraints, your schedule, you couldn't bring it, but No, let's talk I it through. I totally missed that. You texted me while I was just on a photo shoot. Yeah. Um, my favorite food? Uh, let's see. Probably right now I would say see salads from, um, what is that place called? You just lost your street cred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the salad place called? Uh, uh, sweet greens. Sweet greens. Yeah. yeah. It's a har the harvest bowl. Oh, that's that's a go-to. That's like the fifteen-dollar salad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's your move. Is there one in Jersey City? Yeah. There is. Yeah, Exchange Place. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good to know. There is. That's my that's my go-to right now. But I do love uh, chicken tiki masala. Mm, okay. I do love uh, pizza. It's my favorite. One of my mm -hmm. favorite things is uh, Caribbean food. 
stewed chicken. Mm, what a make me hungry. Jerk chicken uh, patty. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keep going. Let's see. <laughs> uh, chicken sandwiches. Um, that's a good Bodega chicken sandwiches? No, no, I'm doing like a fried chicken sandwich okay. made from like White Star turkey burger Ooh, or something like spot. that. Or, um, that's what I had last time I was at White Star. I had turkey burger. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm yeah. very, I love sandwiches, but I'm trying yeah. to cut off on the bread. I feel like that's why I've been on the salad. So you said, you right look like now. you're in good shape, man. I'm, I'm trying to. How be. old are you now? 45. I'll be okay. 46 in yeah. a couple months. I'll say you're in a lot better shape than most 35 <laughs> year olds I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got to go. I'd love to get you back when your schedule allows. Um, yes, I got to go pack for a trip. I'm going to Senegal and the Gambia mm. tomorrow. I'm dying to go to Dakar. Yeah, I've That's never been. My First friend time. ran for president of Dakar. Oh, where? Okay. Yeah, if you run into any trouble, uh, don't call me. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. I think yeah. I'll be good. I'll be with the World Bank. They'll take care of me. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, the <laughs> uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank have you. you back. And anytime you want to be part of Outsiders, let me know. Yes. Uh, even if it's just to come through with your wife or by yourself, get yes. some alone time. I might have a camping weekend uh, this summer that I want you to come to. Okay. Uh, if you have the time, let me know. All right. All right, Mel D. Cole. Thank you. Peace.